0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Well, we're in the middle portion of Why Pray. This is a book, but you can't have it. This is my book. We've been through a number of, of prayers. Pastor Mark on January 29th, Prayer Changes Things. February 5th, Pastor Steve setting the table for the visit. Jeff. Why pray, and why pray first, Scott, last week, and now me. I get to talk to you about praying for your neighbors. Well, who are your neighbors? Who is the neighbor? Jesus was asked by the religious leaders what the two greatest commandments were. And he didn't skip a beat. He said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And there's another one that's like it, and that's love your neighbor as yourself. Now, we tend to misunderstand who our neighbor is. We believe sometimes that it's those people in our family, our immediate family. Those are our neighbors. I mean, they're right there. Or maybe the next, do- next house down, next door in the apartment, something like that. But what Jesus meant when he said your neighbor... This is different than the Jews understood. The Jews understood only the next Jew was the neighbor. But Jesus meant everybody. Everybody is your neighbor. We're on this one planet together. One life. One God. One baptism. One faith. We are together in this thing. And we are the light of the world You know, in Isaiah, it says we're to be lights to nations. In Matthew, lights to the world. There was a light lit by the Word of God in the tabernacle of the Jews that was to be burning all of the time. It was the presence of the Father. It was the presence of God was meant by that light. And Jesus told us That we are His body on earth. We are the presence. With the Holy Spirit living in us, we are the presence of God in this world. And we're always to be lit. We're always to be shining out. We're always to be thinking and caring and worshiping and, and being lights in the world. we to pray. Thessalonians says, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray unceasingly. How can you do that? Well, I think Arlene gave us a wonderful example of how you would do that. Pray continually. As you drive along in the car, whatever moves you from the Spirit of God, pray for the houses. Pray for the shopping malls, the people that are in it. I don't know. Care so much about them all, but pray for your family and friends and your immediate neighbors, yes, but pray larger. You know, you can pray with confidence, Hebrews says. You can do two things you can approach the throne of God with confidence, and you can pray to God in confidence that He hears your prayer. No matter, it doesn't matter whether you see the results of the prayer or not. That's a stumbling block for us oftentimes as we pray and then nothing happens and we say, well, that doesn't work. But that's that's a lack of faith in God. That's a lack of belief. That's a lack of understanding that God uses our prayers for His purposes not necessarily for ours. We don't often understand what in the world is going on around us. I I often don't understand what's going on around me. Not in the big picture, not in the light of salvation, in the light of, of saving grace on the earth. That we give over to God and we merely accept and believe and trust that He's doing the right thing for us And He told us, He commanded us to pray for one another. Jesus, in His walk on earth, many times gave us examples. Well, we just prayed one in the Lord's Prayer through Pastor Mark this morning. That's just an example about prayer. It's an example of how to start with praise and identification that God is is greater than we are and that He is good. That we need Him. We need to pray that we need Him. And we need to pray what we want for. That's fine. Absolutely. I know a, a, a dear old saint. Wonderful lady. Been around for a long, long time and prayed many prayers. But she has the feeling that if she prays for herself, that she somehow... Uh, Self interested. That's not so. That's not so if you pray your prayer wanting what God gives you. See, openness. Let God be God and you be the worshiper. Why well, pray for neighbors? In our book on day 16, I love this. When you pr- read that portion in the book, it talks about a prayer like a spotlight a spotlight of God's love. And that love, the light, emanates from God, from the throne of grace. And it shines on us, but we can be like a mirror. We can take that light that comes from God and shine it on other people. And we can even pray more direct involvement from God in a life by praying the light shines directly. Not involving us, but directly on someone. And We can pray for one person. We can pray for many people. We can pray for a whole nation. We can pray for a whole world. The light is big enough and the light is powerful enough in God's complete strength to do what His will would be. Now, I grew up in rural Nebraska, and in rural Nebraska, maybe you young folks, you'd have to be my age, and I ain't telling you what that is, you'd have to be my age to remember party lines. How many of you remember a party line? See, very few hands. In our house was a rather large, rather large wooden box that hung on the wall, and that was the phone. It had a a lever, a, 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 a turning lever on the side of it, and that was the ringer. And then you had to pick up this earpiece. You couldn't talk into that. You had to talk into the thing on the phone so there was no wandering around, right? And then everybody on that line, probably about 10, 12 people on that line, had a different set of rings, now, one full turn on the crank was a long. One half a turn on the crank was a short. And I think I remember that ours were two longs and two shorts. Everybody on that party line knew everybody's number. And anybody could listen to any conversation. All you had to do was pick up the earpiece and listen. They were on the party line. That's why it was called a party line. Now, one day, my grandmother Whitmore, that's my mother's mother, heard a ring about this elderly gentleman's home. And so she went to the phone to see what he was going to be told, what he was going to say. And the fellow didn't pick up. So my grandmother told me she felt immediately that she should pray for him. She was a dear, saintly gal. And so she did. She prayed for whatever his name was. At that very moment, there was a family driving down the road. Now, you could be miles from other people on that party line. They were driving down the gravel road, and this old guy's farmhouse was on the side of the road, and they just said, you know what? We ought to stop in there and just see what's going on. And they did, and found that he had fallen he had no family in the area. They basically saved his life. Because of what? Because my grandmother prayed specifically for a person who might be in need. She had no idea that he was in need and they pulled in and rescued this old fellow. Or you can pray you can pray for a lot of people. I prayed for the farm show. How many of you prayed for the farm show? One guy in the back. Well, you know, there was like 125,000 people, I think I heard, attended the farm show. I prayed for the farm show, and I prayed because I went one day, last Wednesday I went to the farm show, and I, whether it was last week or this one, I forget, <laughs> but I prayed I might run into somebody I could talk to about Jesus. Jesus. And I prayed that others, because I knew other groups were going to the farm show with the gospel in hand. And I prayed they could be successful. Well, how many of you went to the farm show? Now we got it cooking. Okay. Did you see the yardsticks? You saw the yardsticks going around. Well, I was with Roy Pope, Pastor Roy Pope, and Pastor Nick Pope. And Pastor Roy wanted a yardstick. So we looked around and looked around and found out there was this Christian group that would give you a free yardstick. All you had to do was sit down and listen to a gospel presentation. So I told you he wanted the yardstick. So we identified ourselves as pastors. And you know, to a Christian, the gospel is always good news. It never bothers you to hear the gospel another time. And we said, this is the, this is the cheapest yardstick In the whole place. So we sat down and sitting next to me was this young girl. And the older fellow was going through his his beads. He had beads. A red one was for uh, uh, judgment and a black one was for sin. A white one was for salvation and a gold one was heaven. And there were some other colors in there. But she kept asking me questions. What does does that mean? And I got to share Christ with her, sitting right there. Why? Because I'd prayed for a whole group of people. And I found out those guys with the yardsticks, that day they had already brought 20 people to the Lord, Jesus Christ. That's focusing the light of God's love and the light of God's goodness. And then you can pray for huge areas, I remember in 2006, March of 2006, I came on staff at this church as your church planter. And God gave me a burden immediately for our area, for Fresno and, and for small towns that, that I didn't know any, any way we could get a church in there, Dinuba and, and for Tipton and Pixley and Early Mart and Delano. Prayed for those towns, our geographical area here. We have a church in Delano. We've got like six churches in Fresno. We're starting up the first of next month, April 1st, in early March. The month after that, in May, we're starting a church in Delano. We already have a church in Tipton. Power of prayer. The power that you have at your disposal in the name of God Almighty, the loving God who wants to do greater now than he did before and greater than that in the future is wanting you to pray. To lift up holy hands, to lift up holy words on behalf of our neighbor's. You want to know the power of prayer? Just last year in one of the African countries, a missionary who was used to going every two weeks to stock up his little mission outpost, two days' journey from the nearest town, set out. And he had a bicycle. And it took two days. In the interim, the first day was over. He had to stop in the bush, sleep, get up early the next morning, and pedal all day long to make it into the nearest village. And he did that. And while he was in the village, he stocked up on the things he would need for his ministry and a few trinkets for children and a few gifts for adults. And then he went back. Whole day's journey stopped Rested and slept, got up the next morning and back into the village. Two weeks later, it's the same thing. He starts out from the village, drives a whole day, sleeps, gets up, gets into the village. And a guy on this trip stopped him in the middle of the street and says, I know who you are. And the missionary says, well, that's that's good. It's good, he says, I don't know if that's good or not, because two weeks ago, my friend and I, we followed you. And we followed you for a whole day as you were going back to the village with your provisions. And our plan was, when you had to stop for the night, we were going to kill you and take your provisions. And the missionary said, whoa, dude, (laughs) you know, why were you going to do that? And he said, well, because we don't have anything, and you had a lot of stuff with you, and we were going to kill you. The missionary said, well, why didn't you? The fellow said, because of the men. The missionary said, what men? He said, the men who were with you. The the 26 men who were standing around you with swords all night long. The missionary said, oh my. He says, "Uh, I don't know anything about any of that. So he talked to the fellow, led him to the Lord. Then this time of day that he had to leave so he got his provisions and left got back in 2 days to the village and he talked to one of his elders in the village one of his elders from the church without saying anything more the missionary never told the story but the elder said you know what i was i was constrained to pray for you one night this week the Lord told me I should get on my knees and pray for you. And he said, I felt so urgent about it that I asked some other men to help me pray. And we prayed right through the night. The next morning was Sunday. And as the missionary was giving the message, he just stopped and he said, Wait a minute, would, would all those men who prayed for me last week, A couple of weeks ago, would you please stand up? And the missionary counted them. There were 26. 26 men, the same number of angels as had kept the missionary safe. This is a true story. There is power in prayer, but only if we use it. This book is a very good book. It's small, it's easy to read, but it's to the point. And I beg you, In the name of Jesus, to pray. Pray more. Pray unceasingly. Pray as you drive down the the street. A lot of people say, oh, there's so much to pray for. We've got to pray for family, businesses. We've got to pray for illnesses. We've got to pray for the nation. We've got to pray for the world. How can we do it? And we have this idea that we've got to stop everything we're doing, get down on our knees somewhere where nobody can see us, and have a long, formal prayer that has to be just right before we're really doing any good. But that's not the case. How could you pray unceasingly if you prayed like that every time you prayed? I'm a great believer in the arrow prayer, brothers and sisters. Just like Arlene was doing, I forget the name of your person, Marlene <laughs> Marlene shot off small, specific prayers all through her day. That's very effective. The, uh, the amount of power in a prayer is not related to how much time and effort you put into the prayer. Because that would put the, the power of the prayer on you. And that's not how it works. The power of prayer is on Jesus, our God. So whenever you think of someone, for whatever reason, pray for them right then and there. Shine that light of the power of God's love on as many people in the day as has come to your mind, as many places, as many gatherings. Pray for our nation, our whole world. You don't have to have the power of it. God does. He just gives you. He gives you a chance to join Him in that work that He's doing. Praise God Almighty. Pray with confidence. Pray unceasingly. You're the light of the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we're praying about praying. It is, it is our favorite thing in the Lord. It is what binds us together in power and strength by the Holy Spirit. We are moved here and there and, and wherever we may be to pray for others and to lift them up for their needs and healing and, and and wants and desires. And we ask you to bless us. Bless us in this. May we be a church full of praying people. May we be willing to pray all day long. May we have the strength and and confidence to believe that we get what we ask for. Help us to pray for salvation for so many, provision for so many. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.